So Aya, I mean, when I met you, obviously yeah. you were you were hosting like this great dinner. Yeah, yeah. And the thing that I was most impressed with at the time, beyond the food, obviously, is just how you had sort of come up with the idea to sort of have these like little pop-up kitchens. Yeah, yeah. Because I sort of feel like it was a really clever way for me, like as someone who like didn't know you, to like really get introduced to you in a very like intimate way. You know what I mean? Really. Yeah. Yeah, yo, like, no, no, I mean, like, I'll take that as a compliment. No, definitely. Because when I started them, for me, it was just an angle that I could, a different way of me, I'm exper- experimenting with what I do and also having a new experience of what I can follow up with, with 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 the career that I'm doing now. I mean, I've been a chef for the longest of time and, you know, you get people that work in restaurants, you get caterers, you get private yeah. chefs, you get people that do it for TV, you know, so it's it's it's, it's different like, rooms in the industry for each and every one of us. But um, I've done them all, but there was this thing in my heart and my mind every time when I wake up in the morning, I'm like, I feel like someone is going to kill me when I go to work. Mm. I get to work and you feel like you are oh, finished, yeah. you know. So that, that, that I, dread. yeah, yeah. So um, I got to a point where I was like, hey, who are you? before you turn 30, I'm 26, by the way. Yeah. So I w- told myself, hey, cool, you're going to do restaurants, you did hotels already, you're going to go to events, you're going to do catering, you're going to find yourself. Because yeah. clearly this is the only thing that I can do very well. Yeah. Mm. So um, I just needed to find a comfort zone, a comfort, pay, a comfort place, but not comfort for me to forget Ubiti. There has to be more than what I do to just yeah. put myself out there, you know. So because when you're comfortable, sometimes you just mess up yeah. a lot. Yeah. So when you when you talk about like how within the culinary space there are yeah. different rooms, is there like a lot of mobility within that? Like, or is there shade between like? like no, 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 no. There's no, there's and, no, there's no shade yeah. at all. But it has to do with what you want to do the most. Like what? Mm. Like because we all love cooking. Yeah. But not everyone likes to be in a in in a, in a kitchen in a restaurant or hotel for like sixteen hours a day. Yeah. You know, which I've done for three years straight. I used to work for 600, 16 hours a day for six days. So you do your job you love, but the only time hey, you feel kind of, hey, the yeah. chef world is something else. No. Yeah, yeah, because you know I loved what I do, but like I'll, to be honest with you, every time I drive to work, I felt like dying. Yeah. But the minute that I hit the kitchen and the service, there's people that I have to cook for. Mm. I mean, happy, like, 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 I, like, I, like I'm happy, but that only happens for like an hour or two. And then, that rush, then, rush, and then, then it, it shuts down again, yeah. and then you feel like down again. But I think that's like that's like a general frustration with like a lot of creatives is that people are like passionate. So? People are passionate about what they do, but then the moment, because everyone gets to this point where like, okay, cool, I want to be a, this kind of creative, you know, whether it's in a kitchen, whether it's in a studio, whether it's in a whatever, and then they get to the point where, okay, cool, I'm doing it now, but now I need to get money for it so I can sustain my life. And then you start sustaining it and then it starts to feel like work, you know what I mean? And it, you lose the sort of the passion for it, which is like... But I think with with what I do, it's what you're saying, it's debatable in a sense of I was doing it and I loved it there and yeah. everything that I did. I mean, I got an opportunity to manage people, which is something that I've never done in my life. And it's people that I can call my uncles and everything because they were like 10, 15 years older than me, you know, and I was like, wow, you know, and I was put in a spotlight of being there with them. So also I think having that responsibility gave me the push of not giving up, you know, because now you're responsible for something. You have to show up. I mean, there are days where I will take a leave, but because I signed a contract of you have to be at work 
when you needed to be at work. Like I left to fly in Joburg. Imagine you go to Joburg, you're in a long distance relationship. Yeah. And then now you're seeing a person like for a weekend after like the last time you saw them would be like three months ago, you know, and all of that. Yeah. And then you're there for like two hours, you get a call. Mm, this person didn't pitch up at work. Mm. Or this girl got pregnant and then now their ex whatever is coming to attack her at work. So oh, I had shit. to deal with all of those. But how do you sustain like because if because like your passion is like the cooking part it's the cooking part now that's why you 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 get a lot of people saying that the minute the shipping the, the shipping world when you like get up you move up the stairs with your career that's when you now start neglecting you don't neglect it but we see it as neglecting because you're hardly in the kitchen now anymore you have to deal with paperwork yeah. you have to worry about menus you have to worry about suppliers you have to worry about the stuff so you hardly do kitchen oh, stuff much, yeah. so mm-hmm. the only time you go to the kitchen is when you creating a new recipe I mean a new menu yeah. and then you get to train the staff and then after that you have to just trust exactly. them and hope so for me it was you know when you said um, that you, you you get in the industry and then you get frustrated about a lot of things and all of that I find it now that I'm a private chef not a private well this is what I call myself private chef which is I'm still building it up a bit in the small mm. ways um, I'm happy with my struggles like I struggle I mean like sometimes I go through a month or two weeks without getting jobs mm. but it's 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 I'm happy because I know for some reason for some reason I'm happy I know that I'm doing something right mm. and, and and I'm happy with that with how everything is going forward with my career and I mean I only I've, I've got like a year doing this so I still have time long to, to go so that is that that keeps me going knowing that also there are people that have been doing this for like 10, 15 years mm-hmm. who come to me and say, yo, it took me four or five years to get to where you are. And I'm thinking I've been here for like 10 months already. Yeah, you know what I mean? That's so special. I have no reason to, to, to back up and, 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 and give up. You know, I still have a long way to go. Have you felt like you ever, I don't know, just within your space, are there any kind of misconceptions or stereotypes that some people might have of kind of like a young black chef that you've had to deal with or work through there are there are there are because as 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 a young black chef you know you are not seen as a successful chef if you're gonna if you if you can't do fine dining you know and you you must understand we also try sometimes you know like me we we try to fit in right now to 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 Oh, what sort of the, 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 the system as it the is. The norm, yeah, yeah. Yeah, what people like. And now you also get to a point where you are scared to, to, to do you. Because mm. mm. now people are expecting you because you're a private chef now and you're hosting dinners. They want to see fine dining. And then the minute you give them fine dining, they will complain, oh, the food was small and all of that. But also it goes to understanding and knowledge of what fine dining is all about and and and, and the idea of having three course meal because i'm known for three, i want to be known for hosting three course milk dinners because yeah. mm. i want I, I want people and especially black people to understand the idea of three course meal because when you when, when you do a three course meal and then you give them the first course and they complain this is small or they enjoy the first course and mm-hmm. they post about it and then someone who's like on Twitter mm-hmm. seeing it they complain about how small it is forgetting that it's an experience yeah. Yeah. the minute you get to your third course you will tell me that you're full and you won't mm-hmm. even finish it so, uh, like that people won't even finish it so for me it comes with the idea of schooling yeah. our society while, yeah. Yeah. that three course meal means this and that I can't give you a full, a, 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 a full plate for a starter yeah. mm-hmm. but that's that's always a problem when you're like when you're familiar with your creative field yeah. and then you start to like 
because I always feel like there's there's a creator and then there's the audience, you yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. And the audience likes the product that you make. Yeah. But they don't know the intimate details exactly, of it. Exactly, exactly. And so there's always this constant like, but you know the intimate yeah, details. Yeah. But you always have to relate what you're doing to the audience. And so there's always this kind of like ongoing conversation of but the audience doesn't like this, but you're saying, no, but this is better. Trust me, you just mm. have to give it a chance. It's about right? educating, like, while you yeah. go. I mean, like, in music, it, it, um, you know, it happens when, like, you know, people are into, like, a specific sound. Like, everyone now is, like, into trap or whatever, you know. Until one day, they're not going to be, you know. And then the same guy who was making, like, I don't know, Deep House, and no one wanted to hear him, now suddenly everyone's, like, open to the idea of it, you know. And it's, like, and until the audience takes the risk, or of just like trusting the creator then like you're always you're always kind of in this like little box where in order to be successful at what you're doing i think you have to sort of like unknowingly satisfy people but at the same time trying to hold on to whatever individuality you have do you think do you think as as, as creatives we all go through the same path but it's just that we we, we, we are focused on our own yeah i think i think they're definitely they're definitely similar struggles that kind of maybe come from the same space. And I think that's why it's always interesting to speak to creatives from different fields, because you realize that like, you know, because I, I, I see, you know, cooking, I, especially for someone like you who takes it so seriously, yeah. I see that as like, that's culinary arts, you know? Um, music is, you know, that's that's an art. I think it's all, all they're all arts at the same day. And I think they all fall under one giant umbrella as like the creative world. So I think, yeah, we definitely, encounter the same struggles without even realizing it even though we're in such vastly different spaces it's it's, it's actually something great um, um for me personally it's something amazing because i never used to talk about what i do mm. i used to be ashamed of saying that i'm a chef mm. um, um, um a lot of people when they see me they see an artist right but they don't see a chef and and only late last year i was like actually cooking is an art yeah a lot of people when they see me they see a graphic designer or a rapper yeah. as a young black creator. yeah and then when I tell them what I do they always like well back in the day they would be like really what the are you doing there or can't you just move to you know something, something that mm-hmm. everyone sees when they see you yeah. and I never used to understood that but up until the show that we did 2016 Top Chef and then I was like hey, cool now I can't hide it anymore yeah, I have to put it out I there do. but I was not putting it out there I was just answering whatever the next person wanted to know mm. so I think also now having the conversations like these having mm. people talking about what they do it's kind of cool yeah and it's like and also I like just what we were saying earlier about creativity and like how how similar what each of us like all, each, all three of us are doing different things yeah. right but I think ultimately creativity is like the same process no matter what you do it's conception of an idea it's um, you know producing an idea arranging editing and then you know finally like the way you present it yeah you know and i like i think those skills you sort of no matter what creative field you're in you're always you're always honing those skills yeah you know i think martin scorsese could be a great chef if because he's creative and he's got the skills of taking an idea and sort of conceptualizing it and presenting it it's all i mean it's all the kind of same kind of energy same kind of process it's just yeah. we're all using different materials yeah, and yeah, mediums yeah, so yeah. you communicate through food you communicate through sound yeah. i communicate through clothing yeah you know we're all just trying to communicate and transferring our ideas and although i will say that like food is like food is a weirdly like not weirdly but like a wonderfully intimate kind of thing because i think taste is so relevant to culture, yeah. past experiences, and one of the things I actually wanted but to you ask could, you. You can say that for most um, 
most most like mediums anyway yeah but what i was gonna ask like very true but what i was gonna say specifically (laughs) is that like in in the context of like south africa is there a lot of pressure as like a chef to cook let's say traditional food versus like exploring like you know other kinds like foreign kinds not really because um in South, I think South Africa, we are like, we, have, we are a versatile country. Like, mm. we have so many cultures around here. We've got French people staying here. We've got so much. So, yeah. in, so, so we have so many flavors in South Africa. You can't choose because we have sweet and sour. I mean, we have like so much to choose from. So it's not pressure to you, but it's just that we put pressures on ourselves. We don't want to give you the same thing that you've tasted before. Yeah. We want to give you a different flavor we mm. also want to give it a different taste we don't want you to bite on something and say oh, it reminds you of something that you had at this other place but it tasted better mm. you know so but with what i do um i i i, I like to take what i grew up eating mm. and then modernize it and 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 put myself into it but mm. at the same time accommodating it and everyone from every corner mm. every you know I, I i can't just give you a normal dish for me I, I for me i can give you a normal dish if you come to my house for like a normal lunch mm. but if you have to pay for food for me i have to make sure you leave the place yeah. knowing that you will come and, and, and give me your money again but when you talk about like kind of traditional south african food yeah. that we all grew up with mm. could you ever imagine the south african audience or south african consumers kind of going out to a restaurant to eat fine dining but like it's basically their own because i feel like when people want to eat traditional food they want to eat traditional food at home like they don't want to like oh they want they want it the way they know it exactly could you imagine people kind of like willing to explore that other you know can like fine fine dining you know what i've what i've what i've realized and 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 this is just me I, i don't know if other people feel like this the middle class when 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 you talk to them about fine dining African cuisine, they are more than happy to try it out and they'll enjoy it. But the people that like are really up there and they're doing very well with life, they're used to these fine dining food because they go out oh, all the time. Okay. And then those are the people that, if you're gonna make African cuisine for them, do it raw. Yeah. Do not put any twist to it. Don't throw a saffron exactly, on that guy. Yeah. Exactly, because they want what they grew up eating because yeah. it takes them home. You can't just now put, give them polenta as a safe pub. Yeah. Take mm. Risa and do that for them. And then you get now this the, the other lower classes who they still eat that every week. Mm. And now when you call them to come eat your food and then you're doing the same oh, menu, okay. yeah. That's put a twist on it. Because uh, they're just going to look at it now and then they're going to be like, we're here for this. I, I eat this every day. Mm. Yeah. But if you give them the same thing and, and, and put a twist on it, they yeah, okay. they're way more crazy. receptive. I mean, I did um, pap and balls. Yes. It's just pap and balls with chakalaka. Mm. But how I did it, I just did it as a sushi. So it was like a, a sushi oh, pub. So it was just a, a, a steak pub. Mm. Oh, damn. With cabbage inside, with chakalaka, and the burro was rolled. Oh, heavy. And then you keep it in the fridge to set, and then you slice it like sushi. Okay. And then you serve it with the chakalaka on the side. It's fine. And Yo, hey, it's fire. <laughs> no, but I mean, I mean, I mean, I tried to elevate it and, and, yeah. and, 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 and put it out there and all of a sudden now there was this restaurant who liked it on my Twitter and now they have it as one of the 
specials on their menu, but mm-hmm. they never thank the chef. But I mean, I'm just glad to see someone that saw my idea as something great and yeah. they want to do it and they put it on their menu, even though. Oh, but you see, that's, that's you see, that's not like a tricky conversation because it's like, can you? I don't. I mean, I, I literally I don't know how it works in your yeah. space, but can you copyright a dish? You can, because food is food. You the, the 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 thing is that I think with food with um with the culinary world is that no one can ever create an ingredient. Mm. So you can only create a menu, but you create the menu itself with stuff that already exists. Yeah. So whatever you use on your menu, it's stuff that so already been So you can never fight created. that restaurant so and you say can, like that was actually no, I came up with that. No, but what you can do is do your own thing invite people to have the same thing they're doing but make sure it's better than theirs oh okay so yeah but that's that's kind of cool though I mean it, it's terrible if you have a good idea and someone jacks it but it's cool in the sense that like fundamentally like you're rewarded for how good your food is yeah. at the end of the day yeah, yeah, you know what yeah. I mean we can all cook the yeah. same thing but like because I feel like sometimes in music um, because of like copyrights and stuff like that you know people and I think hip hop's a good example because people take like a sample and then they flip it, they cut it, they chop it, and then they sort of elevate it into this new genre. But then the person who made it, who never thought of using the music yeah. in that way, comes along and says, Well, I want like I want my royalties. Which I guess is fine to some degree because the one wouldn't exist without the other. But sometimes I feel like those like the sort of like the holding onto creativity by like it's mine it's mine also stifles it in a way I, I, I think um, something that as chefs we should be proud of is, is, is it's it's the power of, of being able to make good food and trusting yourself in that particular dish that you're doing mm. which is something that artists a lot of artists don't have like what you just said now yeah. musicians mm. and rappers because someone can just take your song and create something new with it and then mm. you can come through and say I want this but you can't do this but all I yeah, can, you can't. You we can't, can't fake we can't. cooking well. Exactly, because for me, cooking as much as I mean, as much as everyone always says, I don't like using this word, the term of you cook with your heart. But you do cook with your heart, yeah. And 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 you f- and how you feel sometimes, you can, the next person can tell. Yeah, you can't for fake some good reason. food. Yeah, I mean, I mean, exactly. in any other field, so you, I think, can, yeah. you can kind of scam your way yeah, through. Yeah, yeah. Whereas, like with cooking, um. Yeah, so yeah, I think that's that, that that's the one thing I think we should be grateful for mm. and, and and carry as much as we work. Sometimes I feel like we work harder than. And no, but that's artists. why chefs are so passionate because <laughs> yeah, it, it it just that passion always translates. But also, I think a lot of people come to the they they, they get to the industry with the idea of chefs make money. Um. Chefs don't make money. You make money when you forgot about like making about making money. It comes when you just now doing it and you're just like you know as long as, as, as i'm surviving i'm just moving forward and 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 because trust me it's so much work it's a lot of work but i think that's true in every field though i think when you, you often romanticize your creativity and what like and people's reception to it and how you're going to live off it until you start working and then you realize oh my shit there's like but there's I, all this hurdles to jump over before i can get to but i, I get, get to. it but i get it for, for some reason i still feel like the chefing industry is, but I'm basically f- I'm, I'm, I'm pointing everything with my experience. Yeah. Because yeah. mm-hmm. in the kitchen, imagine you're you're a rapper, you're you're a singer, and then you're in, you're in, you're in stage, you're in stage, you're singing, and then people are watching you. You're having so much fun. Yeah. 
in the kitchen, if you're in the hotel or hotel or restaurant, you're behind the scenes. So yeah. you just you don't get that small pause. room and you're there for 16 hours. The only yeah. person you see is the guy that you just swore now for dropping your chips. Yeah. And you want your chips again now. And yeah. then now you must have smiled with the same person. You yeah. know, so it's kind of like, so there's so much for you to take in. That's yeah. why they used to call the kitchen hell. Because it's just hot and yeah. smokiness Intense. and then it's dark and then you hear swearing words mm. you know that's just the kitchen life it's i also find it fascinating man and then you like, cut yourself you get burned no one like even feels pity for you but like that's the thing that like it's okay it's, so like oh so i mean like it's, I, it's, obviously it's, like i work in the studio yeah. so like you know everyone when we when we're communicating with each other it's as as intense as it can get, it never gets to the point where like we're yelling at each other. I mean, once, but like that's not really. You know, I don't know what like being like a on like set and stuff like that is like. Yeah. Are people like mostly respectful and? Um, yo, it's touch and go because you can have a, you can have a really good experience where everyone's like you know love and lights, and then you can also just have a really bad combination of people where it's like hostility and everyone's like fake feigning kindness. But I think yeah, again, even even with if you're on set. No matter how angry and frustrated anyone gets, you still have to like feign that, you know, happiness and feign like, you know, oh, like we're all getting along, everything's uh, fine, no matter how bad it is. Whereas I think the kitchen's probably 10 times, like it's way more transparent and expressive. When things are going bad, they're going bad and I'm gonna say how I feel. But the question I have for you guys is you, you, you're an artist. Yeah. And also you're an artist, but we all in different, Fields, yeah. Fields. So when you, do you think you can make good friendships with people that you work with? Can you be in like a proper, or it's just like fakeness and fakeness, or there are people that are real? Well, in in what I do, because um, I'm, I guess like you almost... I'm, like I'm, a, no, I'm, I'm focused on when you guys are working together and I'm in the room and then there's a yeah. conflict and, and, and there's, is, is there someone that's in charge who can shut everyone down well, so the, they can keep quiet and then you can move forward with work and then afterwards you guys can go for drinks. Well, like in, in, in what I do, like because it... Um, because, okay, so as a producer, my client is actually the artist, right. you know? So like whoever pays me to help them with their music is who I'm actually working for. Right. But it's a weird relationship because someone's paying you because you know more than them so as much as they're inviting you into their sort of creative space and their hub and their idea you also have to have a way of stamping your own authority and naturally that comes with its own kind of conflict but at the same time like my process generally is that because some producers are very like laid back and they'll basically let the artist do whatever even if it's even if it sounds terrible because their idea is that like well it's their money it's their decision blah 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 Whereas I always have the speech that I tell people whenever they come and record here, especially for like a longer project where we're going to be seeing each other on a regular basis. And that is like, we're going to fight at some point, there's going to be conflict, but as long as we're fighting so that the best version of the song or the idea comes to the surface, then it's okay. And nine out of 10 times, even when that does happen, everyone kind of remembers the fact that I've said it first. And because of that, it, it ends up okay. I've never had like a terrible relationship. But I think I, that's true to the yeah. factual. Again, if you're, especially if you're speaking specifically about being on set, at the end of the day, everyone is working towards an image or an editorial. So we all want it to look as good as possible. And I'm sure the same could be said with, you know, being in the kitchen where you guys all want to bring out the best food. Yeah, I mean, that's why, that's why I'm asking these questions because I want to level myself up with other artists to see that 
we go through the same struggles and all of that because mm. with us um, I shout at people at all the time and sometimes you don't even feel yourself doing it it's mm. just a drive that you have at that moment and your blood is very warm that so you're still excited you want to give this next client a mm. proper dish you know what I mean but what I always told my, my, my staff is that you must always remember not to get angry at me but even if you do you're not allowed to swear at me and also after this we are buddies because mm. every single day after 10 o'clock I, I would get beers for everyone and then uh, we chill and then we laugh about it so you don't take anything personally yeah it's just there at yeah, that you, moment i mean yeah. i have a responsibility and i have to shout at you to give if i have to shout at you i will shout at you which is something <laughs> i do all the time <laughs> and because I, <laughs> I remember this one time i found out that I've got, i've got an uncle who's a chef and struggling with getting work yeah and then i called him where i used to work in cliff and i trained him and he's like oh, what, that's so nice 25 years older than me yeah it's amazing and i'm his boss at that time and i was 23 or 4 then Jeez. and then i remember this one time swearing at him but but not seeing that my mom is at work surprising me to say yeah. oh i'm here for lunch yeah and then when she saw me i like screamed at her thinking that she was a waiter yeah and then she had to move back and go sit down yeah. Yeah. and i mean you know i was in the drive i was in the zone and, yeah but that but comes I, with the territory yeah but i mean i, I was just so grateful that <laughs> they could Hard, yeah, that's also a hard dynamic because obviously being black, there's always that kind of like our culture is very mm. much on that LGBT yes, respect. Yes, so it's, yes, it must yes. be it must also be quite hard to navigate that and deal with the fact that guys we can't bring that I mentality mean, here. I mean, or I, when else I, we won't move forward. Yeah, when I had him, I mean, I, I would I, I would stop myself from saying all the bad words yeah. to him because he was right next to me. Because in the kitchen you get like stuff I mean you get your your, your head chef who's gonna plate, yeah. you get your sous chef who's cooking the food who's responsible for the most expensive stuff which is yeah. your meat mm. okay. and then you get someone who's going to do the commis chef and the CDPs like the young people and all yeah. of that so now he's right next to me and sometimes I felt like throwing him with food and all of that I mean if mm. he does something wrong I felt like throwing it with him I mean throwing the, the meat at his face or something yeah. but eventually I got to say I got to like I told myself that you know what this is work yeah. if I want it this way I'll get it this way if I can't get it this way I'll do whatever it takes to do it yeah. and from then he respected me he's still working for the same company now yeah. and they actually like he's one of the so best so it's just understanding that like in this space it's the different rules like we follow the rules of the kitchen not the yeah. rules of yeah. whatever culture it's quite amazing yeah. that's interesting because like so when I work it's like a lot of the times um Because, like, my, my fancy is to, like, work on, like, sort of longer projects and really to sort of, like, put, like, a project together when I'm working with an artist. Yeah. And so in that process, um, you know, we're sort of helping, I'm helping them put their, get their idea out musically. But at the same time, like, it also becomes, like, a weirdly, like, intimate thing because suddenly someone's lyrics, you know, you have to ask questions about it. Like, oh, why are you talking about the who's this she in your songs, you know, that you always write about. And like, and then you get closer to each other, you share with them, they share with you. And then by the end of the project, you actually realize that like, you're no longer just a client, but you're like intimately like familiar with someone and their story because they've been writing these personal lyrics and like producing this music. And part of your job is to like, get as close to them as possible so that you can sort of be that bridge where they feel comfortable enough to like really express themselves. And I'm just thinking about like the kitchen and that sort of like, that needed that hospital. trust that, that yeah you, it's the same kind of trust that that sorry no, that's what i was going for that like you need, you need to trust me so that you know no matter what i'm doing no matter what i'm saying it's because i'm trying to get the best out of you yeah yeah and for me it always came down to i'm shouting at you because at the end of the day my name is on the line that yeah. was just my thing yeah you know? but mm. i didn't know it worked 
like that for you guys as well. But I didn't know that you guys, as producers, you get to ask every little thing about the song that a person brought to you. Why are you mentioning this person? I didn't well, that's, know that. The, that. That's my way. I mean, because... So does that help you produce the... the, the 100%. Like, Because now I, you get to get the feel. Yeah, so... Okay, so... And the understanding. Someone that I'm working with now is... um, uh, She's a songwriter and she's writing songs about this like sort of really really traumatic like um relationship that she was in you know and at first you know when we first started working together i was i knew that this was deeply personal and i knew i wasn't at the point where i could start asking about it you know so what i started doing is that i start sharing my personal stuff with her just so that i'm sort of like i'm taking the first leap forward to say like look you know my bullshit so when I ask you about yours, you're going to feel a little build bit more comfortable. Trust, yeah. trust. And once you know like someone's story, for me at least, I become very inspired by that. And it's easier for me to then help you write music and to write music for you because I, I now, I'm now doing it with an exact purpose, you know. And, and yeah, I'm, I'm very much like a concept person. Like I want it to fall in line with some kind of narrative story. And... Mm. I don't know, do you work like that as well? Um, well, again, depends on the kind of project. I mean, if I'm doing something that's kind of from my own ideas, if I'm like, like instead of like just like kind of working on set and like assisting or whatever, if I'm kind of coming up with a concept with someone and collaborating it, then there's that conversation of like, okay, what are we doing? Like, because I think I'm, I'm, I'm kind of tired of the stuff like, oh, let's just make cool visuals. So then mm-hmm. I like to kind of think like, okay, cool. Styling will be dope. Creative direction will be dope. But like, Aside from that, like, let's actually create a concept. Like, what are we communicating here? Yeah. What narrative are we working with? Oh, okay, cool. We're two young black women. Um, let's kind of represent ourselves in a way that, like, we're not usually represented. Like, then there's that kind of, like, yeah. deeper, meaningful, conceptual conversation yeah, happening. At the end of the day, you don't want to just be, like, you know, like, kicking out a product. You kind of want to, yeah. like, you want to feel like you're actually expressing yourself. Yeah. Mm. That's, that's, I think that's it's all, it's all, I think this is all just examples of different forms of creative collaboration. Yeah. Yeah. Creative collaboration and creative production and how like no matter how different again the medium may be, mm. the processes behind it, the thoughts and the feelings that kind of produce it are still so similar. Mm. So it actually it, it, it's deeper than what we see. Yeah. And, I, and and I think that's true for everything. When mm. it comes to music, it's deeper than just like a a beat that slaps yeah, when it comes to yeah, food it's yeah. it's deeper than just it's more just than just a tasty meal a tasty meal no, but, but, it's, but it's interesting how you guys are explaining now how you deal with like your, your projects and, and, and whoever you, you're working with at that yeah. moment because for us sometimes it it, it it doesn't get that deeper but you make it deeper for yourself yeah mm-hmm. I think and that's yeah because yeah. what, what happens is I meet you as a client because this is what I want this is what I prefer before I create a menu for you I, 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 I want to see you and sometimes it's not because I want you to tell them what to cook for you. I just want to talk to you and yeah. feel how you are, the, the, the type of person yeah. you are. And I think that and always makes the difference. It helps me between... come up with a beautiful menu for you, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if you don't, like, it's more especially if you don't have any idea of what you want to eat or what you want to serve your yeah. guest. But if I meet you and then I talk to you and then I talk about what you love eating or what you hate and all of that. So I kind of get an idea of the person that you are. So that's why I'm saying you may, I make it special, I make it deeper for myself. Yeah. And so I that think... I can get into it and be connected to you with with you but in a different level and or a different way that mm. anyone else yeah. but what about like with plating because i've i've only recently learned to appreciate that as its own sort of separate art form when it comes to like the culinary art form i i, I never saw myself as a plater i mean i i but i was forced to do it, it yeah was, yeah and and then now it's just it's, it, it's just it's, 
it just comes. It just yeah. happens. It just happens. You, you you get a dish and then you're like, okay, cool. Because for me, I don't practice anything that I cook for a client. Yeah. If you say you want this, I'll read about it. If I've, if I've never made it before, I'll go read about it and I'll just make it. Mm. And then when it comes to plating, I just plate. Yeah. I just wing it. Because someone told me that like, sometimes plating is there to sort of teach your audience how to eat the meal and in the way that the food is arranged so like you know you must start on this side and like you know whatever the sauce is purposefully placed here so that and, and I also I think with when it comes to plating we it, it mostly focus on fine dining because mm. you, you must remember with fine dining everything is cooked with a different cooking method mm. so the idea is not to shove everything together now we want to give you an idea of it's an experience as I said earlier on so if a carrot is boiled yeah. You can have it with a grilled veg or uh, the, the, the type of meat that they have. Yeah. So it's about having those different flavors together and then exper- experimenting something new in your mouth, you know. So uh. that's why chefs will always say it's sex in your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't sure whether to say that or not. Because <laughs> no, yeah. I mean, it's, 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 it's a lot of methods and that's what makes it fine dining. It's like when someone asks me, like every time someone asks me about fine dining, I always say it's like getting a porovos sausage roll. Yeah, but you find that the roll is crumbed into something, and on the side, and the meat is pureed. You know, stuff like that. You know, yeah. and yeah, you, so that's fine dining, like putting things that you eat every day, but in a different form, mm. and also making them taste different from the flavors you you get every day. Yeah, so it's a lot, and 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 you have to keep up all this at the same time. That's why it's very important for chefs to go around and see what the the, 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 the top restaurants are serving because mm. that's what and in. the trends mm. and, and the, what's surprising is that no one comes up with these but you just see people doing them it's like fashion you, but, uh, yeah. you, you find someone with this haircut and all of a sudden everyone is Every- doing it but where did they read about it no way but it just happened yeah. you know what I but mean but I think that's I think that's true in like in, again in, in all our fields because there's always a traceable source or something not even, that triggered no. the whole yeah. group thing. But also, I, really, I always think so. I think so. Yeah. But also, more than that, I feel like the experts in the field are always looking, you know? Yeah. Like, they're never like, oh, I'm so good, I can just create. They're always sort of like keeping an eye on everything, being like, what are those ones doing? Mm. What are those ones doing? Oh, they're trying to do that. Oh, that reminds me of this. Oh, I know what to do now. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, I think, you know, because I... are all I, kind I, of being triggered by, you know, similar influences or things or yeah. things shifting in the zeitgeist and I think that's what so next you know it feels like oh my god everyone's doing this thing mm. but you'll find whatever political or economic mood or economic situation could have kind of like triggered things into a wave a yeah, yeah just you know that's like the butterfly effect like it, yeah. se- it seems kind of random but there is like a traceable source as to yeah. why so this is it, all happening yeah citizen one yeah <laughs> wow right. but do you guys always know that you want to do what you're doing now yeah. Being in a creative space. Yeah. Fully. Really. Yeah, I, I knew 100%. it. 100%. But I mean, we come from a creative yeah, family, yeah, yeah. so it was, yeah. it was always a bit, I think it was our experience was a bit different from a lot of people. But for yourself, did you ever? So with me cooking, so actually my mom chose cooking for me. <laughs> oh. enough. How beautiful. And, 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 you know, like literally everyone that I've spoken to about what they do and all of that, I mean, my friends that I grew up with, friends that I used to do accounting with and go to their house to practice accounting, 
when they ask me what I want to like, what I'm gonna do after high school and then I said chefing, they always say, Yo, I wish my parents was cool as your parents. To let you do that. Yeah, because yeah. my parents would never allow me to do that. And for me, even before I never knew that you could go to school for chefing. That's why when my mom said to me, Why don't you try out cooking? It's something that you're good at and try it for a year and if it doesn't work you can do whatever you wanna do. And then yeah. I laughed at her, like, who goes to school for cooking? Mm. You know what I mean? And I tried it. I mean, I started cooking when I was five. So I was staying with my mom. Yeah. And then she used to work two jobs and she would come back home the evening, like 8 p.m. So you'd have to cook for yourself? No. And then <laughs> she used to not cook and we have bread and tea. Yeah. Because she was tired yeah. and it's late. I must be sleeping because there's school tomorrow. Yeah. And she taught me how to cook rice. So that when she comes back from work, she would cook a sauce to eat with the rice or a stew or whatever yeah. but she'll come back tired and she'll just make fried eggs and then we eat fried eggs tomato sauce and rice which is still my favorite thing to eat yeah. till today <laughs> yeah. Yeah. so from there and then I moved to Eastern Cape to stay with my aunt that was in Cape Town when she taught me how to cook rice at five and then I, was, I stayed in Eastern Cape with my aunt and I remember they were building a house for like to a street away from where we were staying because we had to move from where we were staying. Yeah. And I used to take like coffee cans and stuff and get my friends to go cook in that house because there was no roof. They still building it. Yeah. And then you collect ingredients from each other's houses. Yeah. You know? And then you bring an onion, you bring potato, you bring this. Uh-huh. I'm like pointing out what you bring. What oh, you yeah, bring. yeah, yeah, yeah. You shaved <laughs> me from, yeah. But, 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 but I was not a chef then. I was just like this kid who had nothing else to do but to just yeah. enjoy this because I was like in, into food. Yeah. But I never liked eating food. I was just happy making food for people. Oh, oh, okay. So the, oh, so the experience is, I guess, maybe like no, but satisfying other people. But also, the thing is that I, I didn't grow up with so much. Mm. Right? So there were days where you just eat once a day. Mm. So for me, I just didn't want to see the next person going through the same thing. I'd rather mm. like feed someone else than to be full. Yeah. So I. Th- Till today, I can't eat. Like, I would eat once a day or twice. I struggle with eating. Mm. But I taste the food. Like, yeah. I love food. I love tasting food. And then from there, we moved to Cape Town. And I did the same thing in Cape Town. I got here, made friends through that. I yeah. mean, I'll say, bring this, bring that. Or oh, bring whatever you have at home. And then yeah. we'll go to the bush. And then we'll try to get birds, but we'll get any. We won't get any. Yeah. <laughs> and then we'll just eat vegetarian dishes. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, and then the trick happened. Um, Start at eight, you know, you'd go to your, you know, you know, life orientation, they asked you to write an essay about what you want to do after high school. Yeah. They didn't know what I wanted to do, so I'll just write whatever. Yeah. And um, start at nine, go to, we'll go with my friends to varsities to apply, you know, UCT, WC and all of that. And then I get home, oh, mom, this friend is applying for this and that and then and then. And then she was like, so what about you? Yeah. You know, she kept on saying, what about you? And then I was like, uh, I do not know. Yeah. And then she suggested chefing. And then I would like to chef to earn money, like good money. Yeah. She, she was like, ah, oh, yeah, it's okay. But I mean, not. I don't want you to stay here and not do anything. And yeah. I love cooking. And and also prior to that, I used to hang around with a lot of ladies around the hood where I was from who were into cooking for, the, yeah. for their families. Yeah. Because my mom never had time to cook. So you get these... Aunties. Aunties or, or, or the, the, the thing, your friends' parents who are not working. Yeah. yeah. Only the father is working and the mother always bakes on Sunday. Yeah. They always make these like seven colors meals. You know, yeah. you're not exposed Shoot. to that. Yeah. yeah. And I used to take along with those people and those ladies who cook at funerals. So I'll go yeah. and peel stuff and all of that. For me, it was just to... to so it's, like a, it's, also, it's also for you, 
just as much been like a lifelong yeah but 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 i never saw it you never realized it yeah yeah and then um but you never know i mean you don't know when you're sowing the seeds for your future i suppose i mean i'm sure messi was just thought i'm just playing soccer with my friends yeah thing you know and then um yeah we i i remember applying at mcdonald's and kfc yeah only 2016 i was like actually because still 2016 i wanted to work at mcdonald's yeah because for me it was just now at that I'm time anyway. no for me at that time it was no because i was already in the industry then mm. but i've always wanted to since high school so for me i was like the fun these guys are having behind the counter because yeah. you soon you go by. yeah but i mean for me i see fun but for them they like they yeah. can't wait can't to, wait to clock off exactly yeah. So it's been that journey for me, and ever since the first year, I mean, my parents couldn't afford because the culinary school was so expensive. Yeah. And the, this one lady, I must saw, I was busy with the news, a local newspaper at, at the hood, the Kailicha, mm. and then this, I saw a post called, met up with this girl, and how we met. She was a principal at Capsican. I'm sure you guys know Capsican. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she moved from Capsicum to open her own thing. Yes. And I remember the meeting that we had was at KFC. <laughs> so we're like four students and we're meeting this lady at KFC and having an interview. And already I'm thinking, oh my God, this is not what I really wanted, you know? Because yeah. I mean, it's a KFC. Yeah. And I'm worried about my future here. Mm. But, and I had no money. She asked me to write um, an essay, a motivational letter about myself and why I want to do this. And I think I was the only student who wrote a letter for her that made her cry. And then she sponsored me the first year for free. Yeah. And then she was like, as long as you're going to come back to do your diploma with me and then you pay for it. Yeah. And I should do not. I think I'm the only guy that's still a chef at that school. After I don't know what happened to the school. Yeah. But I was just glad that because what happens with culinary schools, we all all our papers are set by City and Guilds, which is in London. Mm. So I was just happy to get those qualifications. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, that's, that's such a beautiful story, story. <laughs> and Aya yeah, man thank you so much for like sitting down with us and like sharing your story and like no, thanks for having me we really man. appreciate yeah. you okay what's up are we done I mean I can't do this for like <laughs> <laughs> this was great yo it's fun